Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome to the Catholic Teacher Sorta Daily Podcast. We do get to these as often as we can. I am going to ask the Holy Spirit to help me be even more diligent so I can get these done each day. For all of you incredible Catholic teachers all over the world, people of faith, men and women of faith out there on the front lines of the church's mission, bringing the person of Jesus Christ to young people on a daily basis. Well, friends, today is the feast day of uh, St. Francis of Assisi. Can I be honest with you? St. Francis of Assisi has always, I don't know, made me nervous. He just kind of, the whole radical poverty bit, the whole just, some of the stuff that he got up to was just extraordinary. I'm thought, oh gosh, don't know if I could do that. He's one of the great saints, one of the absolute giants of the faith. And, uh, you know, a radical response, right? A radical response to the action of God in his life. Now, it's important to understand one of the reasons that the church recognizes saints and gives us these saints to emulate, uh, not to copy, but to emulate, so that just as St. Francis made a radical response to the presence of Christ, we are also called to make a radical response. It may not require you to take off all your clothes and give them to the poor. Um, You might give them a jacket, but you don't, I mean, St. Francis really took it all the way, but you get my point. We're going to be called to respond and be generous in different ways. And one of the great things about St. Francis is the scope and scale of his radical response. And also that the way that God just gives the saints in the church at these crucial moments, doesn't he? You know, it was such a, a pivotal time in in the history of the world and the Western tradition and the history of the church when St. Francis was doing his thing. So we can always trust that no matter how dark the times may seem, God does raise up the men and women that uh, he wills to give us great example and guidance. Friends, housekeeping, please make sure you have subscribed to this humble little podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and uh, there's a whole bunch of links here. If you're Whatever you're listening on, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, there will be links. There'll be links to getting yourself free access to the Going Deeper uh, Catholic Teacher Formation Program. We're giving away 10 free weeks of access. So go grab yourself that free access pass. Uh, You can book me to speak. And just a shout out, if you're listening to this, I'm recording this in early October. Um, There's a possibility I'm going to be speaking in the United Kingdom in early November. So if you are in the United Kingdom and you have an interest in me coming to speak at your school, uh, to either students or staff, even parents, then please reach out and let me know. Friends, today we're going to jump into a great listener question. Uh, I reached out a few weeks ago and asked you guys to let me know some of the big questions that you have, uh, that you face in your daily work as Catholic educators. And and we've got some really good ones. And I'm going to just jump straight in. We want to be respectful of your time. That's a great uh, question. Listen to this. One of the things I've been trying to find the balance on is sharing the faith with students and non-Christian colleagues. Most colleagues and students know that I am a Christian Catholic, Catholic Christian, yet it is enough, it, yet is it enough for them to just know I am a Christian? Should I try to share the faith and witness? And if so, how? How much is too much? Will I just start sounding cheesy? How do you authentically share your faith with colleagues and students in the small things without it sounding forced? Especially when interacting with uh, LGBTQ colleagues and students, as this can really be a tough one discussing anything faith-wise. Friends, there is so much in that. Thank you for that great question. I do usually keep people's identity anonymous unless they ask me uh, to share 
who they are. So I think many of us can at least relate to this question. We have a passion for the person of Jesus. We have a passion for our Catholic faith. How do we effectively share that with our students and with our colleagues? How much is too much? Should we have uh, Jesus loves you tattooed on our foreheads? What should we do? Where would the line be? Um, So I've written a few notes here. Let me spin you through these. Look, the first thing I want to do is acknowledge the scope of this question. This is a huge question. It really covers on mission, evangelization, our own faith formation, uh, pastoral sensitivities, dealing with complex modern scenarios in our schools. What do we do? Uh, The first thing I should clarify is... It's important to, guess, I guess, discuss whether this question is relating to a Christian Catholic school or a you know public government school. So that's not specified. So I know that the vast majority of you listening will usually be working in a Catholic school or a Christian school, but uh, some of you will definitely be working in government education. So what do you do there? Is it literally completely off limits i my thoughts on that first are at least if you're in a if you are in a faith-based school you should at least be allowed to speak on matters relating to that now sadly there are schools where the faith has become so enervated the school has lost its way either through poor leadership or other factors where it's a catholic or christian school in name only and look, there really are schools where, you know, it, it, it can be hard to stand up and and uh, witness to your faith, even in a, in a faith-based school. So I do recognize that too. So there's a big spectrum here because there'll be some schools, you know, many schools I've visited around the world where it's a really fantastic faith community and people can really live and speak about their faith. So I'm saying that because as I answer this question, well, I'm, I recognize there's a big range here. Okay, a few thoughts. First thing. I want to suggest to all of us that our enemies, the enemies of our faith, are not holding back. And if so, uh, should we be holding back? By this I mean the militant Nietzschean nihilist Marxist, uh, you know, neo-Marxist materialism that characterizes so much of post-modernity. The people advocating the extreme ends of that on a whole bunch of topics are not holding back. They are not being subtle. They are not being respectful of persons or systems. They are basically, you know, going around like bulls in a china shop, um, trying to burn the place down. So, I would just say to us that our response is not to be, um, I guess, you know, to, to fight fire with fire. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. Let's just realize that the, you know, the cultural hegemony that that Catholicism had or the uh, Christianity had in the Western tradition, at least, has been severely impacted. So it it used to be that, uh, you know, most people were coming from a broadly Judeo-Christian background. So we could all agree on some of the, you know, the top shelf items, the big, the big ticket issues. That's kind of gone. And I just want us to think carefully about the softly, softly approach, the, you know, I'll just be a nice person and people will learn about Jesus because I'm nice. It's probably not going to work when the people that hate the Catholic Church and hate Catholic education and hate Christian education, they're not holding back, right? So let's realize that that uh, we need to be witnesses here. And if you look at that first century church, so much of its impact and influence came through men and women who radically witnessed to their faith. You know, the whole growth of Christianity in the first century really came through witnesses, right? 
It came through men and women who had witnessed the risen Christ and would not be silenced. So we have to be aware that our enemies are not being silent and we need to be careful that we don't become silent, right? Um, that we need to speak up and we need to witness and we need to be brave. It's it's a great call for courage at this moment in history. So, right, so I want to put that on our radar first. We need to be courageous, not insensitive, not you know, unnecessarily dogmatic or judgmental, because we know that doesn't really work, right? Very few people turn around because you pointed out the log that was, you know, or the, the, the splinter that was in their eye while you're missing the log in your own. But we shouldn't let that also move us towards a silence that is helping nobody, okay? So you got that? Our enemies are speaking up. We need to speak up too. Next thing I'd say that was on my heart was the great quote from Catherine of Siena, who said that uh, if you are who God has made you to be, you will set the whole world on fire. If you are who God has made you to be, then you will set the whole world on fire. So this is a beautiful thesis that flows through much, I guess, of, of Catholicism and the witness of the saints is the sense that if you become the the more the more deeply you press into your relationship with Christ, the deeper that Christ permeates your life, then people notice, right? People notice. Another pastor said years ago, and I don't know who the quote should be attributed to, but they said, if you set yourself on fire, people will come to watch you burn. So if we spiritually set ourselves on fire, people will be curious, they'll be interested, they'll be, what is the difference here? What is the, what do I notice about this person that is, you know, strikingly different to other people around me? Now, again, this is a complex question today, and there's a lot of nuance here. The risk, of course, is what we call neo-Pelagianism, which is when we kind of think that it's our job to strive harder and harder and to be more joyful and just to be so happy all the time that uh, everybody just thinks, wow, they're so happy and joyful. What is it about them? There's definitely a truth to that, but I, as I've grown older, I've also realized that God creates us with specific personalities, right? We are definitely created with specific personalities. Some of us are more introverted and quiet and serious. And, you know, one of my kids is um, very much similar to me, and one of my kids is just absolutely wild and crazy and out there. And so these are characterological facts. So I just want us to realize that the saints, one of the things about the saints is how radically different they all are, right? Today's Francis of Assisi. Francis of Assisi was not like Thomas of Aquinas. You know, Thomas of Aquinas was not like Therese of Lisieux. So you see this huge diversity here, but what we do find is that they were all individually deep into their relationship with Christ, and that was transformative, and people noticed that difference. So... Continuing that theme, I think if we want to share our faith with students and colleagues, they need to see something compelling in us. They need to either trust our maturity and seriousness or be attracted to our joy and spontaneity. We need to fully allow the Holy Spirit to transform us as best we can so that people are drawn towards us. And earlier today, before I came to the studio, I was thinking about this question, and maybe this will help, right? Imagine that instead of talking about 
sharing the faith. What, uh, let's imagine that what we were most passionate about was CrossFit and going to the gym, right? We were just utterly obsessed with CrossFit and going to the gym, and we were so, we loved it so much that we wanted all the students at our school and all the colleagues at our school to get fitter and to um, and to be starting in the gym and to be lifting weights all the time. The only problem is, no matter how passionate we were. We never went to the gym and we really let ourselves go and we were in terrible health and fitness and we looked as though we weren't taking care of ourselves. Can you see the incongruity here, right? So can you imagine trying to walk the corridors of your school saying to everybody, hey, CrossFit, can I talk to you about CrossFit? Can I talk to you about bench press? Can I talk to you about paleo diets? Can I talk to you about increasing your cardio? They're just going to look at you and go, uh, well, it doesn't seem to be working for you, does it? 